We're going to look at Psalm 108. Psalm 108. And I'm going to, sorry about the clicking on and off of the video. Drives me crazy too. Um, we're going to continue the series that I started last week called Steadfast. And it's about how we can be steadfast, uh, especially going through turbulent times while, like we're living in right now. And so today we're going to take a look at Psalm 108 <clears throat> and hear a little bit more from David. Before I read, let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you that it is trustworthy and true. Uh, we honor you and worship you because of all that you, you have spoken to us uh, and how you communicate to us. We just honor you and praise you. Now, Lord, let your blessing rest upon this reading of your word and help me to proclaim your word to your people today. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So we're turning together to uh, Psalm 108, uh, and this is a Psalm of David. My heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing and make melody with all my being. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is great above the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth, that your beloved ones may be delivered. Give salvation by your right hand and answer me. God has promised in his holiness. With exultation I will divide up Shechem and portion out the valley of Succah. Gilead is mine, Manasseh is mine, Ephraim is my helmet, Judah my scepter. Moab is my washbasin, upon Edom I cast my shoe, over Philistia I shout in triumph. Who will bring me to the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Have you not rejected us, O God? You do not go out, O God, with our armies. O grant us help against the foe, for vain is the salvation of man. With God we shall do valiantly. It is he who will tread down our foes. May God bless to us this reading from his holy word. Well, it's so important that we learn what it means to be steadfast uh, in the face of the difficulties that we're going through in our world. And frankly, that we're going to continue to go through, uh, I think, uh, for the foreseeable future, maybe for another one to two years. Uh, this is not a situation that's going to be over quickly or easily, uh, and we're just now discovering some of the problems and challenges of the things that we've gone through. And frankly, uh, as I have watched some on the internet, as I've read some news uh, feeds from Christian organizations and stuff, uh, I don't see a lot of Christians being steadfast. Uh, I think what's happening with, uh, there's been a lot of people who have just checked out of their faith altogether. Uh, I was talking to somebody recently saying that as many as 50% of their people have stopped coming to church. They don't tune in uh, uh, either to the live stream 
uh, or on their online meetings. Now, thankfully, here at City Temple, we're not like that. Uh, almost all of our people have continued to connect with us uh, since the lockdown began in mid-March. In fact, we've had more people start to come on. But we have a lot of people who have checked out. Uh, a recent Barna survey suggests that as many as 33% of Christians in the United States have stopped connecting with church completely. That's one out of three people. Clearly, that's not steadfast. That's not steadfast. Or you've got church leaders. And frankly, some church leaders, uh, they, they, you, you kind of have two, two kind of opposite poles or two different kinds of responses, I see. Uh, on some church leaders, it's like uh, they are, uh, let me try to speak it kindly. Uh, frankly, they speak foolishness. Uh, the attitudes that they have uh, more represent a political party than they do the Bible as God's word. Uh, the, the attitudes toward other people are not charitable. They're not Christian. Uh, and and they're, they're like, it's, it's amazing to see some of this. Or, on the other hand, you've got church leaders that are simply abandoning their churches. They're running away in the middle of all of this, uh, fleeing from their responsibility. Uh, and it is, uh, it's absolutely crazy to see some of the things that are going on right now uh, with Christians and with church leaders. So we need to know what it means to be steadfast. And certainly David, with all of his faults and failures and foibles, uh, he was somebody whose heart was steadfast after the Lord. In fact, here, he starts out this psalm with a, with a very clear declaration. He says, my heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast, O God. So how do we learn the steadfastness of David? Well, initially, you glance at this psalm, and you see a couple of things that are part of David's secret here, and it's the reason why we have a house of prayer, and we want one day to have worship and prayer going on in this very room 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, that'll happen after our building redevelopment, uh, but we believe that it is going to happen. And, and so David launches out, you know, he says, my heart is steadfast. And notice what he does. He starts out, he says, I'm going to sing, I'm going to make melody, I'm going to make music. You know, that's why we have music in worship. Uh, we want to sing. We want to rejoice. And notice how here he starts praising God. You know, it says, awake, O harp and lyre. I, I will awake the dawn. In other words, he says, I'm going to pray and praise so loudly that everybody's going to wake up, that all my neighbors are going to be annoyed with me. You know, some mornings when I get up for my prayer time, I really am quite tempted to open my, my window to my office and crank up my stereo as loud as it will go. Uh, but I think that that might lead to people cursing God rather than blessing God. So I, I resist doing that. But David wasn't. You know, he's a king, so, you know, uh, he can do that kind of thing. You know, so he, he's, he's worshiping the Lord. Uh, he's praising God. Uh, your steadfast love is great above the heavens. Your faithfulness uh, above reaches to the clouds. I mean, he's talking about a great and awesome and amazing God, and he's celebrating God. He'd be exalted above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. This is really high praise from the heart of David, and it's part of the key for him to be steadfast. 
He's praising the Lord with all of his heart and with all of his being. He's not being quiet about it. He's not being subtle about it. He's not being respectable about it. He is opening up himself completely to the Lord and worshiping him and honoring him with everything he is, everything he has, uh, his, his whole being, his whole self. It's kind of an amazing thing that we see here. And it's part of what we want to do here. Uh, and then notice the shift that begins to happen in verse 7. God has promised in his holiness. God has promised in his holiness. So David goes from the high praises of God to reflecting and rejoicing in the promises of God. And so when he says God has promised in his holiness, he's saying that God has promised in a way that cannot be overturned, that he will not reverse, that no human circumstance can undo. When God promises in his holiness, it is a guarantee that that promise will be fulfilled. And that's exactly what he does. He celebrates the promise of God. In this case, it's a prophetic promise of God that I won't go through. Uh, but he celebrates this prophetic promise of God that talks about how God is going to be victorious, how God will be strong, how God will prevail on behalf of God's people. So he rejoices in the promises of God. So he declares, hey, God, my heart is steadfast. Uh, and then he goes on to re praise the Lord with all of his being and rejoice and celebrate and remember the promises of God and affirm the truth of the promises of God. Now, so far, when we're looking at this, at this point in the psalm and we look at what is happening here, it's a temptation for us to say, well, this sounds like a whole lot of Pentecostal, charismatic, uh, evangelical, positive thinking, happy clappiness. We say happy clappy here in the UK a lot. Uh, this is happy clappy uh, so that somehow, you know, God, J David here is saying, yeah, we're going to go from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Uh, everything is okay. Uh, I, I'm so blessed that it's oozing out of my pores. Uh, I just keep going. I can't stop. Uh, I keep worshiping the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. And it sounds like a whole lot of positive stuff here that David is saying. That David doesn't understand. You know, he's king, okay? He's got money. He's got, he's got people. He doesn't understand struggles. He doesn't understand difficulties. He's just saying this because he's in a time of blessing, because he's going through easy times. And that's what it feels like, and that's what it seems like until you continue reading in the psalm. Who will bring me to the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Have you not rejected us, O God? You do not go out, O God, with our armies. O grant us help against the foe, <clears throat> for vain is the salvation of man. David, when he writes this psalm, is going through a very difficult time. In fact, he's in a time of defeat. Notice here, he says, you do not go out with our armies. David is going through this uh, through a time of defeat, a time of difficulty, a time of struggling. This is not an easy time in his life. 
it's a time, it's a difficult season that he's going through. And it's not just a one-night thing, a one-off thing. He's saying, you don't go out with our armies. In other words, he's talking about the season of battle and God's not helping them. They're, they're, they're struggling. Uh, things are not going well. And the temptation when things are not going well for all of us is to try to get out of it ourselves, right? We all try to figure out a way to make things go better. We try to figure out a way to cause things to go well in the midst of difficulty. Uh, so if God's not going to help us out, we're going to do it ourselves. But notice what David says. David says, vain is the salvation of man. In other words, David is saying here that there is no way that we can do this ourselves. There is no way that we can get out of this difficulty ourselves. Now, to me, this sounds exactly like what we're going through in the UK and globally. With this pandemic, with the economy, <clears throat> with all the different problems, we can't get out of it ourselves. I mean, we've forgotten about things like climate change, which are still there. We cannot get out of it ourselves. And it might seem like things are really dark and things are really difficult. And yet, David here says, my heart is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. How can he do that? It's not just because of the praise, although it, it does involve that. It's not just because of the promises, although it does involve that. Notice what David says at the end of the psalm. With God, we shall do valiantly. It is he who will tread down our foes. With God, we shall do valiantly. It is he who will tread down our foes. In the end, David knows his heart is steadfast because he knows that with God, we can do amazing things. He knows that with God, we can do valiant things. We can do things of courage and strength. We can do the impossible. We can overcome uh, impossible, seemingly insurmountable odds. We can do this with God. And furthermore, God is the one who brings the victory. God is the one who treads down our foes. God is the one who wins on our behalf and certainly has done so in the cross of Christ. This is our promise. This is why we can, our heart can be steadfast. It's why David's heart was steadfast because he knew the truth about who God was. He knew the truth of God's promises and he knew that the, who God is and God's promises always overcomes the difficulties we go through. And so he's confident, even though they were in a time of apparent defeat, he's confident that the time of victory is going to come with God, with his help, with his, his strength, with his grace, we will do valiantly. And that was the promise. And because of that knowledge, because of the knowledge that God was going to defeat all the foes, which, as we know, he has done fully in the cross and the empty tomb. God's defeated the foes. So no matter what is going on, we will do valiantly. Even if we're not now, we will do valiantly. And because of that, our hearts can remain steadfast. 
because it's not about what's happening right now. It's about the great things that God is going to do and has promised to do out of his greatness, out of his holiness, in and through us as his children. Father God, we love you, we worship you, we praise you, we adore you, and we thank you for loving us with all the passion of your being. Now, Father, I pray as we go on into a time of more worship, singing and praying, that you would guide us in the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would help us uh, to pray your prayers and sing your songs and believe all, all that is true about you. We love you and we praise you. And we pray all this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.